Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Spiritual blindness has overtaken the Israel of today, and because most of Israel is blind, the rest of the world has also been blinded. Many of us are lost within a maze of religious confusion, religion itself being a construct of the elites from times past. And a lot of us are also lost in an endless barrage of entertainment in myriad forms, courtesy of our Khazarian overlords. Other distractions are present as well, and the world on a whole suffers from these instruments of slumber. But Israel was and is to be the one nation set apart from the rest that displays the glory of Yah on earth. Sadly, only few are awake among Israel even now. And when I say awake, I mean truly awake, being impervious to the wiles of the enemy, with their media blitz of nearly endless streams of fake news, not being sucked in by or interested in the demon-infused worldly music, video games, television shows, movies, books, magazines, and other items being released on the hungry masses on a weekly basis. If you are into any aspect of these things, if you revel in any of them, pine for them, and can't live your life without them, you are not awake. And the spirit of Yah cannot fully indwell you and move you toward righteousness if you have one foot in the kingdom and the other firmly planted in the world. But they rebelled against him and grieved his set-apart spirit, so he became their enemy and fought against them. And the truth is, Hebrews, who are still asleep, will hear a message like this and do nothing to correct the problem and truly wake up. Why? Because the seed of truth falls on the thorny ground of their heart. 
The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear Elohim's word. But all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lore of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And what fruit are we talking about? The fruits of righteousness, of course, which are first born through repentance or turning away from sin. Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones, Elohim is able to raise up children to Abraham. So, where does spiritual blindness come from? Why is most of Israel spiritually blind? Essentially, it is because they are rebellious. Son of man, you live among rebels who have eyes but refuse to see. They have ears but refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious people. This is also why they can't receive the truth, and therefore the truth is never made plain by the spirit. The truth, in fact, appears as a parable to them, being hard to understand and therefore accept. Sleeping Hebrews, who refuse to hear and obey, may think they have truth, but truth is only revealed to those who hear and obey. This takes us back to why Yeshua spoke parables in his day. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables, for they look but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This explains why people cannot see the simple truth of the Sabbath and the other laws that are very much in effect, whether Yeshua pre-existed or existed at all in the case of non-Messianics, believing that tithing involved currency and is still in place under the Levitical priesthood or that only so-called blacks or true Hebrews will be saved and form the kingdom while all other nations will perish, and so on and so forth. And this is why many sleeping Hebrews are led down winding, endless paths of confusion in search of inconsequential knowledge that takes them farther away from Yeshua. But it all stems from rebellion. And since sleeping Hebrews refuse to listen to truth and accept it, Yah blinds them, as we read in John 12, verse 40. Yah has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that their eyes cannot see, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. And Isaiah 6, verse 10. Harden the hearts of these people, Plug their ears and shut their eyes. That way, they will not see with their eyes, nor hear with their ears, nor understand with their hearts and turn to me for healing. Receiving spiritual sight is simple. All you have to do is the opposite of rebellion against Yah, 
even in the slightest. In this case, you must hear and obey. Obey the commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Stop loving the things of the world. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Get back to reading scripture with a prayerful mind that opens directly to Yah. Open my eyes, that I may behold wonderful things from your law. And seek answers from Yah rather than man. Thus says Yah, your Redeemer, the Pure One of Israel. I am Yah, your Elohim, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. Sleeping Hebrews also fear what is ahead, just like the wicked. But it is only the wicked who should fear. And while gripped in this fear that stems from seemingly inevitable things that will occur, like martial law, mass chipping, economic collapse, and the rollout of the New World Order, sleeping Hebrews continue to tread down the wrong path searching out darkness rather than light and being mesmerized by that darkness which they think is light. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is bad, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. These sleeping Hebrews investigate the movements of secret societies, whiling away countless hours sifting through age-old conspiracies that blacken the mind and increase their fearfulness, when in fact there is nothing to fear if you are truly awake and fully in ya. Fear comes when we are not covered by the words of Psalm 23 verse 4, which just about every believer knows by heart in one translation or another. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. From this verse we see why sleeping Hebrews are fearful. Because Yah is not with them. They're not doing the things that will allow them to enjoy his presence and protection, or sense his empowering love. Only those who hear and obey will receive this protection. Time and again we are given the conditions for this. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you. This is what I told them. Obey me, and I will be your Elohim, and you will be my people. Do everything as I say, and all will be well. But my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward. Oh, that you had listened to my commands. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river, and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that Israel would follow me walking in my paths, how quickly I would then subdue their enemies, how soon my hands would be upon their foes. 
The greatest machinery the devil has used in these last days to keep Hebrews and people at large asleep and therefore blind is entertainment. Hollywood is the largest engine used to blow this sleeping dust on the masses. But as we mentioned earlier, music, books, video games, news, all these things are right alongside the main engine. What they all have in common is a spellbinding level of writing that seems to induce people into this spiritual slumber by way of some unseen magic. I'll let Alan Moore, a renowned British writer of graphic novels whose works are loved by Hollywood, explain it from an insider's perspective. My career as a magician continues to evolve. Since I, to a certain degree, believe art and magic to be interchangeable, it has seemed only natural. In all of magic, there is an incredibly large linguistic component. The bardic tradition of magic would place a bard as being much higher and more fearsome than a magician. A magician might curse you. That might make your hens lay funny, or you might have a child born with a club foot. If a bard were to place not a curse upon you, but a satire, then that could destroy you. If it was a clever satire, it might not just destroy you in the eyes of your associates, it would destroy you in the eyes of your family. It would destroy you in your own eyes. And if it was a finely worded and clever satire that might survive and be remembered for decades, even centuries, then years after you were dead, people still might be reading it and laughing at you and your wretchedness and your absurdity. Reuters and people who had command of words were respected and feared as people who manipulated magic. In latter times, I think that artists and writers have allowed themselves to be sold down the river. They have accepted the prevailing belief that art and writing are merely forms of entertainment. They're not seen as transformative forces that can change a human being, that can change a society. They are seen as simple entertainment, things with which we can fill 20 minutes, half an hour, while we're waiting to die. But art and writing in its various forms are not merely simple entertainment. They are indeed transformative forces used to mold us and shape us in the image Satan wants us to reflect. Remember that Satan is the dragon who deceives the whole world. People are waiting for some great worldwide deception in the form of a fake alien invasion or Project Bluebeam Sky Show, which are yet to occur. But know that the world has been deceived by Satan's lying signs and wonders for a long time and that is being deceived right now and not least via the magic of Hollywood. 
the spellbinding sounds of whirly music and glossy music videos, the allure of games, apps, sporting events, and various and sundry reading material. The list goes on. And if you think you're not under the spell, try giving these things up completely for a month, cold turkey. Try having 100 conversations where you don't reference a song, movie scene, book, game, or anything of this world even once. Try to not recall anything from these everyday enjoyments during your moments of quiet for one week. It is nigh impossible because we've been programmed and are completely spellbound. Hebrews may or may not realize that the movies they watch repeatedly depict things that violate Yod's law, be it witchcraft and the use of magic, adultery, fornication, and whoredom, murder and violence, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness, among so many other abominations. Secular music, too, is loaded with lyrics that speak of unmarried intercourse and other unlawful relations, as well as violence, murder, and other evils. Similar things can be said for all other forms of entertainment that is shoved down our throats. But Isaiah 33 verse 15, Psalm 119 verse 37, and Matthew 5 verse 28 are verses that speak to guarding the eyes and ears from seeing and hearing evil and violence and things that lead to lust. Waking up from this deep slumber and reversing our spiritual blindness starts with giving these things up and turning back to Yah's plan for us, which is outlined in the scriptures. The day is coming when Yah will put an end to all this deception and witchcraft as promised in Micah chapter 5 verse 12. But until then, we must be set apart to Yah. When judgment is fully poured out, if we are not set apart in heart and mind and spirit, we will receive the full punishment the nations will receive. Hence the warning of the heavenly messenger contained in Revelation chapter 18. I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people so that you will not partake in her sins and receive of her plagues. Even though we are in this world, we must not be of it, as stated in John 17 verse 14. While ancient Israel was in the land of Egypt when the plagues fell on the Egyptians, scripture tells us, Only in the land of Goshen, where the sons of Israel were, there was no hail. But on that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people are living, so that no swarms of insects will be there, in order that you may know that I, Yah, am in the midst of the land. And Yah did just as he had said. The next morning, all the livestock of the Egyptians died, but the Israelites didn't lose a single animal. Since Israel is scattered among the nations, we have no choice but to witness all the plagues that will soon be outpoured in full. But if we are counted among the nations as one with them in heart, mind, and spirit, we will receive the plagues. 
That comes from identifying with them and participating in the things the nations enjoy, like pagan holidays, unclean foods, their abominable entertainment, and all manner of like lawlessness. Instead, rejecting these things and choosing to embrace Yah in his ways and laws will cause us to only behold the plagues with our eyes. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made Yah, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. The kingdom is fast approaching. Now is not the time to be sleeping and slumbering and enjoying the things of this world. But only a few will heed this warning and accept this message and make a permanent change in their life for the better. Those few are known as a remnant, and of them it is said, Return home, you wayward children, says Yah, for I am your master. I will bring you back to the land of Israel, one from this town and two from that family, from wherever you are scattered. Did you catch that? Yah says that he will bring us back to the land from wherever we are scattered, but only one from this town and two from that family. That sounds like a remnant to me. They are the ones who will be doing what is right up to the very moment the regathering takes place. Be among that remnant, you who are viewing this video. If you are asleep, if you are spiritually blind, it's time to wake up and receive your sight. Pray that Yah does this for you. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.